welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Law, the Law Careers podcast for students at King's College London. I'm Caroline Lintner, one of the careers consultants for the Dixon Poon School of Law, and today I'm joined by Sandley Panday. Sandley graduated with a degree in law from King's in 2021. She is currently completing the legal practice course at BPP University before joining international commercial law firm Ropes and Gray as a trainee solicitor in September 2022. While at King, Sandley acted as the treasurer of King's Women in Law and as a law council representative. Alongside this, she was also involved in the Blockchain Society and participated in many law society competitions. In her second year of studies, Sandley also represented a global law firm at King's as their campus ambassador. Sandley, welcome to Let's Talk Law. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. We're always thrilled to have any alumni on our podcast, but particularly someone who has not been out of Kings that long, because I think you can really remember very clearly what it's like for many of our listeners making their decisions. So I'm going to take you back uh, not that long, a few years back. Talk us through your decision to study law at Kings. How did that come about and why did you decide to do that? Well, so back in school when um, I think I was deciding what I wanted to study after. I was super confused. Um, and I didn't really, I hadn't properly decided what I wanted to study, but I think I had like some um, vague idea of like what subjects I might be interested in. So I think, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I ended up applying to both art school and um, to study law simultaneously um, because I think those were my two, the two things that I was most interested in. And I felt like either could be interesting options and I couldn't pick at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot because I was doing art portfolios on one side and then doing the LNAT on the other. Um, but I'm glad I ended up doing that because I think the process of applying to both really made me realize what I wanted to study. I think doing an art portfolio for my applications made me realize that I didn't want to study that. I only enjoyed it as a hobby um, and I think writing my UCAS statement for law and just like reading more about law in general got me really interested in it um, and I think I was considering applying to study in the UK at the time in any case just as an option so I decided to apply to study law and uh, from um, from among my options I ended up picking Kings because I just really liked the vibe and felt like it would be a good fit um, it felt very open less traditional um, quite friendly and diverse and it seemed like there was a lot there was there were there was a lot to do um whether it was activities or just lots of really interesting courses and study abroad options um and also I thought studying in London could be fun which it has been so um yeah I'm glad I ended up um at King's right and that's very interesting you hadn't told me actually no reason why you should have done about being (laughs) you know, applying simultaneously to, for art and law and the process that you went through helped you to make that decision. And um, that's very relevant for how you make a decision about a career, I think. So when I introduced you, sadly, I mentioned that you were involved in quite a number of our societies and the Law Council here at King's. Um, so, you know, what did you get involved with outside of your law degree? You obviously have the society side of it, and I'm sure you might want to speak about that. But what else did you do outside of your degree? Well, so I was just, um, I started uni being super excited. I was always one of those kids who was just like super excited about uni. Um, So I think when I got here, I was just like, I want to do everything. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I tried to do as much as I could um, 
reasonably do given that I had to also do my degree. Um, so I think the first two years, like the main things I was involved in were student societies. And I think like that, I found a lot of my friends through that. And I think like, that's how I got to know King. So um, I was super involved with like the law society, um, classic law student stuff, um, the law council. Um, I think it was called the law forum back then. And um, I did like a dance society show, which was really fun as well um, and got to meet other people who weren't doing law, which was really refreshing. Um, women in law, obviously, and then blockchain society. And I think like each of them were was a different experience. And I think it taught me different things. Um, because I was doing different things in those societies and meeting different people. Um, with women in law, for example, I was a treasurer in my second year, and um, it was very different to anything else that I'd done before. Um, and I was quite apprehensive at first because it sounded a little bit more mathsy than I would have liked. Um, but yeah, like I think pitching the society to potential sponsors like law firms really helped me build up more confidence in general and gave me the chance to interact with firms more closely, which I think was quite useful even when I was doing apps and um, just getting to know sort of different like career options and things like that. And I think like lots of emailing back and forth to coordinate with lots of different people to organize events and dealing with like last minute changes was also new and um, useful experience. So I think like getting involved in those things really just shaped my degree and I think was mainly what made it so memorable for me so I think like it gave me a really strong sense of belonging helped me get to know Kings just as an institution and as a place and I think I got to meet lots of people I otherwise would never have met yeah. um, and I actually like met some of my best friends because of it and um, so I would really recommend doing that and I think outside of that like I just was I was um, exploring London trying to get to know um, different places I really enjoy like going to like exploring new cafes and museums and things like that I don't think I did enough of it um, which is what I'm going to try to overcompensate now that I'm back mm -hmm. um, so yeah I think mainly that's what I did and besides that I just chilled and hung out um, yeah and try to get to know my surroundings better yeah, um, it sounds like you really threw yourself into it, which is which is brilliant and often the right thing to do. And um, let's talk about your law degree. Um, what challenges did you encounter during your studies? Yeah, I didn't. Well, I, I think the first thing was like I didn't really come in knowing what I wanted or anything about like applications and lots of people around me already did. So week one, <laughs> a lot of people knew what was going on and um I think just like the pace of things and just how much there was to know and how much I didn't know um, really caught me by surprise and was really intimidating. So I think just like trying to figure out, um, just gather information and figure out what I wanted to do was quite, um, was just something I didn't expect coming in and I had to um, do that. So I think that was a bit challenging at first. And then um, quickly, very quickly, like I didn't know how to do apps and I had to put in a lot of time and energy to learn that. Um, and I think managing my time while doing that, while actually trying to study my degree, which also like it's very different from high school, um, was quite tricky. And I think finding time to do other things I was involved in and just to like breathe <laughs> could be 
tricky and really exhausting at times. But I think you can, like, you only get better at that with time. And I think you need to develop conscious systems to make that work and have a balance. Um, and I think on top of that, for me, because I was an internet, I am an international student um, living by myself for the first time in a completely new city was really fun. And I really enjoyed um studying in London and I wouldn't change that but it could be challenging I remember in my first week it took me three or four wrong bus rides to figure out why the buses I was taking were like just all going in the wrong direction um but yes I think things like that like first year was a lot of figuring out um what to do which was I think fun I enjoyed the process but also could be challenging and stressful um, and then I think in terms of actual studying, I don't think I understood, like now that I've done the three years, I think I can look back and say that I don't think I really understood how to study or how to write essays for about like half my degree. Mm-hmm. I just kept like studying anyway, because well, you're meant to study, but I never really like put thought into trying to like consciously understand what I was doing. Um, but I think what really helped me was just getting feedback on my exams and summatives at the end of the year, which from what I what I know, not a lot of people do. Um, and not a lot of people know that they can do because it's like you finish the year, like you're going to do different subjects next year. So why bother? But it was actually game changing for me. I think um, a big shout out to Michelle Johnson, if you ever listen to this, who I reached out to like just out of frustration after second year, because I was just like, what is, what am I like doing wrong? Because I studied, I'd studied so much for um, this one module that we had. And I just like ended up getting like a really low to one. So I was just like, what is going on? So I think like that was just something about the way she explained things to me that really clicked and um, really helped me do much, much better in final year. So again, something I would highly recommend. Um, but yeah, I think overall, just the learning curve over the last three years has been very steep for me in pretty much every respect, whether it was living by myself or like studying, <laughs> applying to law firms or just even figuring out what I wanted to be doing with my time in uni um, was, yeah, that was it was a lot but again I'm really glad I did it I got to do it um and yeah I wouldn't change it ever. That's a really important point you make there about reaching out to the academic staff the wonderful academic staff here at King's to to ask for feedback and to get their guidance because they want you to do well it's in that it's in everyone's best interest that you enjoy and feel fulfilled from your degree so I think that's a really good piece of advice that I hope people will take forward. And during the final year of your studies, you returned home to India and had to adapt to the world of online study because of the COVID pandemic. What did you learn about yourself during this period? This is a deep question. Um, It's something I've thought about a lot uh, because I left London in March 2020 um, and I got back home a couple of hours before we shut borders to the UK. Right. So about made it back home, yeah. It was very chaotic. I've never seen, like, the airports in either side that chaotic. But, yeah, and then I came back literally in March 2022. So it's really impacted the last two year, how the last two years have gone for me. So, um, yeah, I made notes on this question that I don't go on rambling because, yeah, it's a big one. So I think... Well, as soon as I went back home, um, we had like the initial lockdowns in India, which were 
quite strict. So I was just at home, like we weren't allowed to do, um, I know here that was the whole one exercise a day thing. Um, and we weren't allowed any of that. And I had to also quarantine in my room, even within at home, because I'd come back from the UK where just like cases were spiraling at the time mm. for two weeks. And I think so, like I just had gone from being in halls, like always surrounded by my flatmates, um, to just being at home. Uh, so always surrounded by people to just like being by myself. So that experience was just like really a bit jarring, really isolating. Mm. And I think it just like, impacts you in like weird ways which like it took me a while to realize um and then I think like doing exams and vac schemes virtually in that setting was a whole other thing I know we talk about this later on so I'm gonna leave that for then but yeah um it just like not to say that I loved everything about like pre-pandemic um lifestyle that work for home is bad or unproductive but I think it just made me realize how much I liked being around people and just human connection um and how like that would like how that can impact someone's energy or motivation levels because it was impacting mine um just like I missed going to the library which I know is like the nerdiest thing to say but yeah I just like really miss things like that um I think it also made me think about how I interact with spaces because I was back in my childhood room with all my One Direction posters still up, um, which I just hadn't bothered taking down. Um, So I had to like take those down and make my room my space again. And I was also like 17 when I left for Kings. So I'd never really gotten the chance to be an adult, well, adult-ish at home. And I think one of the good things that did come out from spending the last few years at home was just how much more like comfortable I felt by the end of it which I don't think I did um when I first got back in March 2020 um I got the chance to reconnect with some of my friends from school and like watched friendships even from uni that grew despite not seeing people that I used to see every day and just like the way that it grew through social media and zoom um was just like it was very interesting to see and it was just something that I like never expected um so yeah there was that and then also I wasn't very involved in uni societies in my final year um like and events and stuff because of the way things turned out a lot of things weren't even happening which again like made things less social but I think it also gave me a lot of time to think and reflect and I think that like really made me like question things I hadn't before so like I was just like thinking about like actually probably sitting down and thinking about what I really wanted right now and what I may want to try out in the future or what I may not want to try out in the future, why I was doing what I was doing. And I think because of the way things turned out um, with like my back schemes and things, it made me really reevaluate how much of my confidence and self-esteem I was deriving from things like back schemes or how I was doing in school, Um, which, yeah, like it, it sounds a bit existential, but I think it... I think I started looking at my experiences more holistically and appreciating the context of things um, and realizing the importance of balance. And I think like as a result now going forward, I'm making much more informed and intentional decisions, if that makes sense. And Mm. my perspective on a lot of things just evolved um, because of like things that were happening around the world as well with COVID, obviously Black Lives Matter as well. Um, so yeah, while I don't think I was 
particularly thriving or vibing <laughs> while I was in that moment. I think I'm just grateful for what I learned and whatever good that did come from it. Um, but yeah, at least that's how I want to look back on the last two years. Yeah, and how you framed it in your mind. And I think a lot of us, so we're recording this in what, April 2022, and um, I think a lot of us are now looking back with reflecting on on that incredibly uh, strange period of our lives that we all went through um, in different ways. So you touched upon there about making decisions um, and, and perhaps changing how you make decisions. How did you go about researching your career options? Right, so this, as I said before, like I like had no idea what I was doing when I first came in. Um, and I think King's was actually very helpful with this. Um, so there were like a lot of talks and events that King's careers and law societies and stuff put up. And I went to a lot of them, like a lot of even things that I didn't think I was necessarily super interested in, like private client firms and things like that. Like I went to a lot of them just to see what was out there. And I think that was really useful, like speaking to people about what they do and why they find what they do interesting was quite helpful. Um, and I think like, I don't know if, if I'm not sure this is necessarily the same with things being a lot of things being virtual. But I think like when you were in person and meeting people in person or going to like different offices and stuff, you could also get like more of a feel for what actually doing that with your life might be. Um, so that was really helpful. And I actually never seriously thought about commercial law before at all. Um, but it introduced me, I think, for the first time for what um, as to what commercial law might entail. And I think so I went to one of these um, events in literally the first week of uni. Actually, so pretty early on, I decided that I wanted to know more about commercial law because it just it sounded interesting. Um, so yeah, I think from then on, I started meeting, I started reading more about it, meeting um, different firms because I wasn't, I still wasn't sure of what type of work or work environments I'd like to, um, I'd be interested in. So I think I started out very broad, just trying to gather information. Um, and then from then on, like I did some applications for open days and first year schemes. And I think that was another really useful thing to do. Like, even if you're not like sure that that's what you want to do I think it's a really good way to find information it's a it's really good exposure because you get to spend a day or two like at those places see what people are doing helps you learn more especially the first few ones that you do in first year are really really insightful I think um I think just like in terms of researching I use chamber student a lot um they do this thing called the true picture on like different firms I think that's like a really useful Thing when it comes to actually doing like even I swear by it like even doing back scheme apps and things um or like lawcareers.net or legal cheek and stuff um I think I found out about these because they were they were at lawfare um but yeah those were really useful um accessible ways I think to research because like it's the jargon is like easier to comprehend when you don't actually know what things mean um I think now TCLA is quite useful if you're interested in commercial law as well um also I only found out about like this is just I was thinking about like what resources helped me research things and what people could look at um so yeah I thought this might be worth mentioning because I only found out about this recently because BPP um, which is where I'm doing my LPC has a free subscription to this but the lawyer um, they do this daily newsletter called The Horizon which is actually super interesting and useful to understand like 
the legal industry more generally if that's something you want to explore because I think like in uni I was always just like how do people know these things so I think um yeah that's a really interesting resource to look at and I think also for me specifically because I was an international student I also looked at internships and opportunities back at home um, and also other non-London-backed schemes which were really interesting and valuable experiences um, and I think that allowed me to understand more about like different jurisdictions and again like legal markets the legal industry more generally so I think my biggest like recommendation would be to just keep an open mind because I ended up becoming in becoming interested in things that I had I never thought I would be and things I like never even heard of before I came to uni so just have an open mind like be curious and proactive gather all your information and then explore and decide I guess for yourself well I'm not going to disagree with any of that advice um uh, absolutely and that's great that you've given some practical um resources there as well for people to go and explore um so uh, you you touched upon this earlier on but I'm really interested to understand how the global lockdown affected your experience of vacation schemes and assessment centres because it, it was around that sort of pivotal time when you would normally be doing both, wouldn't you? So what, what actually happened in your experience? Okay, so COVID hit the March of my second year. So this was, so we were the first batch of like class of people whose VAC schemes and exams and things were impacted by um, VAC schemes. I think, I guess exams for everyone, but yeah, like we were the first um, group of people whose VAC schemes went virtually when they weren't um, everyone thought it would be in person because it just came out of nowhere. Um, so at this point, like I'd already done most of my second year assessment centers in person. So that was fairly normal, um, but none of my VAC schemes had happened. So my VAC schemes were heavily impacted by COVID and one, and they all took like different, they all adapted to the situation in different ways. I think so one pretty much got canceled and one ended up getting pushed a whole year. Um, so I ended up doing that scheme in the spring of my final year instead of the spring of my second year. The one that did go ahead, um, like as scheduled was on Zoom, obviously, and um, didn't go as planned for me um, because it was also like my first VAC scheme. And even though I think the firm that I was doing it at did really try to make sure that um, we had a good experience given the circumstances and given that people were like in different time zones and everything. But I just like found the whole experience. Like, I found myself very, very awkward. Um, I didn't know what to expect or how to prepare for it. And this was all, this also wasn't a London back scheme. So it was a very new experience for me overall. And I think I had very little information to begin with. And it was just very weird for me because I'd, I'd never really thought of myself as an awkward person. Um, but I think just adapting to things being completely online, and I think it might also have been the fact that um, at this by the by the time I did this scheme for about three months, um, I hadn't stepped out of like my flat and I hadn't spoken to anyone besides my parents, so it might have just been that as well. So I think it was a combination of um, lots of things and just adapting to lots of new things. But it was definitely a big learning experience in terms of doing back schemes in general, especially virtually, um, which I think was really useful going forward and going into doing final year completely online. 
Um, then in final year, I did more apps and ACs while I was waiting to do that back scheme that got postponed. Um, so this was my second app cycle and the first one that I was doing entirely virtually. Um, but then by then, I think like I had done half a year of uni completely virtually. So I'd gotten very used to doing the whole like Zoom teams thing. Um, so then when it came down to actually doing my final set of assessment days and back schemes, I knew what to expect and I knew how to prepare for it, um, building on from like previous experiences that I'd had. Um, and then by then there were also a lot of resources, I think, about doing things virtually and like everyone had sort of worked out their systems. Um, so there was also, yeah, a lot of precedent, I guess, um, which wasn't the case in 2020. So things were a lot easier. So the whole experience was definitely something I had to consciously adapt to. It didn't like necessarily come as naturally, but we live and we learn, I guess. Um, and I'm really happy with where and what I've ended up with, because like, I'm not sure if I would have ended up here if things hadn't gone the way that they did. So now that it's been enough time and I can look back with hindsight, um, look back in hindsight, sorry, I can say that like, I'm glad that I've been, like things have gone the way that they have. But yeah, it was definitely a whole, thing <laughs> yeah it was a very steep learning curve for everybody wasn't it for employers for students for universities um and it is incredible how everybody adapted as quickly as they did thank you that's really interesting to hear that and we hope that vacation schemes and assessment centers are gradually moving back in person but we know there's still that hybrid approach going on there um you mentioned earlier on uh, that you are an international student, you were an international student at King's. Uh, what's your advice about job hunting? Because as you know, it's a very diverse organisation that you're part of. And there are lots of people who are trying to get their head around the job market here in the UK and what to do and what not to do. So you have that benefit of experience. Um, what's your advice, Sandley? Well, <laughs> um, I think this might be a bit generic, but I think the main thing I would say is to just be proactive and know your options. Um, just reach out to people who you think might be able to offer helpful advice or perspective, just so that you can find out as much as you can. I think knowledge really is power. Um, and even if you start out knowing very little, you can catch up. Like it might take more effort, but like it's doable. Like if I did it, you can do it. Um, and take also rather than being apprehensive or stressed about the fact that you're an international student, I think if you just take advantage of your experiences and opportunities you may have like back at home as well, um, and use the fact that I guess you're an international student to your advantage, um, that would that like really work for me. So I don't see why it wouldn't work for anyone else. Um, I think it's just how you look at it um, and what you choose to do with whatever information and whatever opportunities you have. Um, but yeah, I think that's like my main advice. And obviously, besides that, like, keep going, just like take breaks, but keep going. And if there's some like, if there's a job that you do think you want, just even if it doesn't work out, like at first, I think if you consciously make an effort to figure out what you can do better and keep going, like it's, it's doable. Um, I've seen lots of my friends who were also international students, like in the end, getting to where they wanted to be, um, even though it wasn't necessarily 
like seeming like it would at first so um yeah just like just have some faith as well yeah that's a great piece of advice um you took part in an alumni mentoring program run by king so tell me a little bit more about that so this was actually just a very cool experience like i don't know how else to describe it um, so yeah, it was an alumni mentoring scheme that King's advertised in this like email I got the summer of second year. So 2020 peak pandemic, right after like some of the vaccines and interviews that I'd done, which had not gone very well for me. Um, so I was really like at a point where I was just like questioning things and trying to understand like people and the legal industry and like careers and where I wanted to be. And as final year was, as final year of uni was approaching, just like life in general, it's <laughs> just a bit existential. Um, so I signed up for it and then completely forgot about it until final year began. And then um, Abby, who actually ran the initiative that year, got in touch. And then we had this call, I remember. And then on the call, she asked me who um, sort of like a, the perfect alumni mentor would be. Um, and I think I said maybe someone um, who was like this, this lawyer that I'd heard of during one of my VAC schemes, who was like, like really senior. And I just like looked her up for this like presentation task, task thing that we had. And so I was like telling Abby, like maybe someone like this, because I want to understand more and know more and blah, blah, blah. And then literally I know Abby actually reached out to her, like the person that I mentioned and put me in touch with like her. Um, which was really exciting, um, a little bit intimidating, but really exciting. And I think it was just super interesting to speak to her, hearing about her career and her experiences and just like her thoughts on like relatively random things. Um, she's so cool and like chill, even though she's super senior. And I think it was also like the first time for me that I was interacting with someone so senior in this profession, like a relatively informal, non-interview, non-networking event context which again, a very new experience for me, very valuable. Um, I'm a little bit less intimidated now. Um, and I think it really gave me perspective and made me feel a bit more optimistic at a time that I think I really needed it. Um, so I'm actually very glad that I just, it was something I randomly signed up to, but I'm really glad that I did, which again is something like I wouldn't have done if it hadn't been for the pandemic and the way that things had, like if, th if things hadn't gone the way that they did, so yeah, again, just trying to appreciate the good things that have come from the last two years and obviously very grateful for my mentor for taking the time and agreeing to get involved. Um, and yeah, and I think like last year, I just also realized how it's a really simple thing, but like just how valuable it could be to have someone to look up to who is sort of like doing the same thing that you're getting into, um, which I'd never seriously like had before like I didn't really know um no one my family's a lawyer and I didn't really know any lawyers before coming into uni so yeah that was also um another really valuable thing to come from it so yeah I would highly recommend it if Kings is still running it the power of role modeling is not to be underestimated and it sounds as you said like it gave you a real confidence boost at a time where actually you felt quite disconnected from everything so yeah I I I couldn't agree with you more just how great programs are like this and Kings do do lots of them and will continue to, I'm sure. Um, final couple of questions from me, Sandley. Um, conscious that you have a very exciting next couple of years ahead of you of your training contracts and you're coming to the end of your LPC soon. What are you most looking forward to over the next two to three years? 
well, starting my TC for sure. Um, it's something that I've wanted, I think, since the end of first year. So, you know, quite some time. And it's something obviously I've read a lot about for a while. Like, it's just, it's something I've wanted for a while. Um, also just like studying the LPC and like studying like things theoretically and doing like hypothetical, um, working on hypothetical situations. So actually I'm like really excited to get started and to do something and I'm very interested to see how I get on um does it meet expectations does it not let's see um yeah and also just like meeting new people having new experiences like hopefully not tainted by COVID um because I think like that's something that I have missed over the last two years and also learned to really value and appreciate um and just uh seeing what the post pandemic world might look like as well and how um the legal industry for sure and how like just things in general shape up um and yeah just learning growing um I've seen that there's so many new things to learn at each stage um of like the apps process or even with uni like every year I think I was like learning and growing well quite literally um also metaphorically and just like in terms of um my mindset and how I perceive different things so I can only imagine how much more there will be to learn in the next two years so yeah just very excited and um feeling very optimistic and hopeful about the next two three years I think and I know that you're very pleased to be back in London aren't you having the finally got back here after a couple of years and reconnecting with people. Um, my final question, Sandley, uh, it's, it's quite a big question, so see how you take it. What is your overriding memory of your student experience at King's? Right, so I was thinking about this the other day and I think um, I went back as well um, last week to visit King's with just the campus and like um because I hadn't since March 2020 and like that was the last time that I was there without knowing that that was the last time I would be there so you know things ended quite unceremoniously so yeah I just went back and I think like what I really what my overriding memory is just like I just I really enjoyed the energy um after the pandemic more than ever I think the social experience of being in uni um the energy or like the engagement in the classroom like the dynamic of a classroom and just like that is something that I really enjoyed um and will always just like I will it's a memory that I will always be fond of um and just like things like getting coffee after class or like seeing classmates every day hanging out like <laughs> law ball just the I think the social experience of uni also really contributes to like the intellectual experience of uni so I think I just I really like enjoyed that just the energy I think a very one like specific memory that like came to my mind when I was thinking about this question um that kind of like encapsulates the whole energy thing that I'm talking about um is so but the December before COVID hit you know back in the good old days um so me along with the president vice president of King's Women in Law at the time we um went around London hand delivering Christmas cards to the offices of each of our sponsors and lawyers um that we'd worked with that year mm -hmm. uh, because we didn't know how else to do it um 
And I think by that point, we had become really good friends and the weather was really supportive. Like it was a good, it was a pleasant evening in London. We were just like walking around with a pretty pink sunset in a really busy London. Like it was just having nice conversations. It was just a very cute evening. So I think like, it's just, it's a very simple, like everyday type of thing that we did, but I still remember it. Um, and I still remember it really fondly. So I think, yeah, I just, I loved the vibe at Kings. And I think that is my overriding memory of being at Kings. Well, that's a lovely memory. Very much a Kings moment by the sounds of it that I'm sure you're going to remember for a very long time to come. Um, but we have come to the end of our time together, sadly. Um, but before I let you go, I want to remind our listeners that we'll be back soon with a new episode of Let's Talk Law. But in the meantime, and on behalf of our listeners, it's been wonderful having you here. Uh, really appreciate hearing so much about your experiences at King's and looking ahead to your future career as a, as a trainee solicitor and beyond. We do wish you all the very best. We hope you'll be a regular visitor back to King's as well. Um, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out today to speak with me. Thank you for having me. This was really fun.